Helly. What's that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to uh, 1999. What's that? What's that? Bud, why is... Do you remember that? The frogs. Uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Where it... That's what it's from. Yeah, but it's not the that. same advert. The what's that? Was different to Budweiser. Anyway. So yeah, welcome to 1999. You might hear Tonight our oven. Tonight we're going to party. Like it's 1999. You might hear our oven. You might. We're cooking jacket potatoes. Jacket potatoes. Yeah. Do the Americans have jacket potatoes? Is that a cuisine that they... Well, do they have potatoes? No, but do they call them... I assume they have a dish that is very similar, but do they call them jacket potatoes? Um, probably, like, potatoes still in their skin <laughs> and around with beans on. Oh, full-cooked potato. Yeah. <laughs> Original potato <laughs> shape. <laughs> I mean, we're taking the piss, but we don't mean it. Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm really good, thank you. How have you, have you been this week? Uh, very well, yeah. Well, just, you haven't uh, even been ill, but okay. Wow. We told everyone on Twitter that you were ill, so... Well, we need to put that out then. <laughs> very well! Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was uh, ill towards the start of the week. Ah. Um, yeah, had a bit of the... Uh, wow, don't need to know. I'm fine, thank you. Nausea. This week, I got my hair did. She did get her hair did. Might post a picture on... Oh, wait. I might. You should. I might. Okay. Um, it's nice. It's very nice. Thanks. I got it done for the Christmas party because I can't find anything to wear. Christmas parties. Who's? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying well, I'll just Christmas parties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So. Gotcha. What are we going to talk about this week? A man punched a kangaroo. What? <laughs> no, I didn't see this. <laughs> I did. Bad. Sort of. Right. Awful. But. I shouldn't have watched it, but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought, when I read the headline, Man Punches a Kangaroo, I thought they were fucking tosser. But tosser? Tosser. Right. Wanker. Prick. Whatever. Say butter. Butter. Oh, you fucking twat. Said it normal. Butter. Right, anyway, go on. Yeah. So, well, you mentioned it, so you tell me. What happened? A man punched a kangaroo. Right. Context, end. please. Um, I think he actually works at this sort of zoo place. He is a zookeeper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, That's not a zoo, though, where he was, it? It was like a nature reserve oh, sort I of thing, know. I think. I, I thought know. it was where he was. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, a kangaroo had his dog, and kangaroos... In a what, headlock. Yeah, that I've learned this week, kangaroos are pretty tough. Yeah, very Apparently, tough. It gave, the kangaroo gave the dog a gouge kick. Yes. Which it... The kangaroo could have basically ripped out the dog's intestines. Yes, could have killed the dog. I didn't realise. Yeah. So, mm. a man squared up to the kangaroo to get him to let go of the dog and punched him in the face. It was like, it was like a little boxing match. They, uh, that kangaroo face to was face. hard as nails. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the guy punched him full on in the face and the kangaroo was like, well, fuck, mate. Bounced right back. What didn't you doing, care. Bruv? Did not care. You'll get slapped if you carry on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then You'll get slapped if you carry on. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. I fucking punched a kangaroo. Yeah. Did fuck all. Sheila, you'll never guess what I did tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I'm getting out of here. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, the kangaroo was hard as fucking nails. Yep. Didn't even flinch, really, from the mm-mm, punch mm-mm, in the face mm-mm. by a full-grown man. Yep. So, watch it. 
go on YouTube and watch it. It's not as horrible as it sounds, actually. Yeah, no, I'm like a huge animal lover and I didn't watch it for ages. Yeah. Because I thought, oh. But the kangaroo was fine, the dog was fine, the man was fine. I'll tell you this, when she did watch it, pissed herself. No, don't say that. Thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever seen. Only because the kangaroo's fine and the dog was fine and the man had to do what he had to do. Yeah. No, he did. He was acting in the best interest of the dog. Make me sound heartless. It was, you fucking laughing though but it's, I was laughing because the kangaroo so obviously didn't feel the punch yeah he was like not it was the, ca- the kangaroo's reaction was hilarious so get on YouTube I mean watch it we're not ahead of the curve it's been seen by like 11 million people well, if you haven't seen it is what I'm saying they so do you wanna what else um Sherry Papini Sherry Papini go on I'm loving this story right now. This is the woman that disappeared whilst jogging. She was jogging. Right. As some of us like to call it. No one calls it that. She was jogging and um, her children... Do you remember when I came up with that idea? Of like a fitness uh, regime that incorporated jogging and yoga. (laughs) And I called it yoga. Do you remember that? (laughs) Anyway... Right, get in touch. <laughs> is yoga not a really good new fitness craze? No? So... Just me then. She was jogging. Children Can you say jogging? Because oh. people are going to think you're fit. She was jogging. And her, <laughs> children, her children were at daycare, so she was just having a bit of a jog. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. People are going to think you're stupid. And, um, and then she... No one sees her again for a bit. <laughs> It she was a long joke. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she doesn't pick her children up from daycare, and her husband's like, "Well, this is very odd." Um, and I think he phones around, can't get hold of her. Try. <laughs> this is very odd. <laughs> Whilst not picking up the kids himself. Well, like... well, yeah. But um, did a find your phone thing? Yeah. You know, for iPhones. Yeah. And found her phone like a mile down the road. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, mile down the road. Yeah, something. Or something. Um, anyway, so. Fast forward three weeks. Yeah. She's like part chained up in a road, flagging down a car. What? Her hair might or might not have been chopped off. She may or may not have been branded. It's not down in her rest of her, is it? Good one. And um, last episode, down later. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know if I just said that. Um, she was found, and her husband Keith Papini was on like twenty twenty. It's very weird, basically, right. because he like. The police aren't like really appealing for for anyone. They don't really believe it, do they? Well, I don't, they're not. They're saying that they've got no reason not to believe her, but they're not like explicitly right. saying like whatever. Yeah. She says that she was adopt- adopted. <laughs> <laughs> she says that she was abducted by two. That's women. by the by, lady. They don't care if you're adopted. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go for three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> she said she was abducted by two women. Um, uh, but she didn't see their faces because they were covered most of the time. So very fucking vague about. Oh, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. She's being being very vague about the details, and she said the women were Hispanic. Well, when it turns out that I think she did some blog post a few years ago about it was prejudice. Yeah, basically. Right. Um, and then this thing came out in the news this week about how they hired like a private sort of investigator type guy whose job is something to do with like hostage situations. Right. I don't know. Fucking Google it. It's weird as shit. Just before we recorded this, I thought I'd have a, a quick read about this Sherry Papini thing. That's so annoying. I said to you, don't read about it. I'll tell you all about it, even though... Yeah, no, but... I've, I may have left some facts out. Yeah, no, just just to add something. Uh, apparently one of her ex-classmates, schoolmates, whatever it was, disappeared... 
like yeah, 15, fuck 20 it. years ago, something like that. Uh, in very similar circumstances, she was also that's rude. Good again, one. I think. <laughs> that's so, good. Yeah, so I was saying weird. to Dan, like the police aren't saying either way whether. I, I mean, they they don't they're not saying it's a hoax, but they have to be careful because I think a few months ago, um, a man was tied up and his girlfriend was kidnapped, mm. and the kidnappers asked for a ransom. They didn't get it. And then this woman was dropped off at her parents' house, like, a few days later. Yeah. She wasn't very cooperative with the police. Mm. And the police straight away said publicly, this girl is lying, there was no thing, it was a hoax, blah, blah, right. blah. A couple of weeks later, they find out she was telling the truth, and they arrest a man for trying to do the same thing again. Wow. So I guess they kind of have to cover themselves after that. Yeah. Not the same police force, but pretty big mistake to yeah. make hmm. quick question yes. does anyone use the phrase state sanctioned murder uh-huh. probably thank you what <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been arguing about no this. does anyone in the, the the general public if you're not into law or you're not in any way involved in law or, or is your um is your term. profession it's not a legal term you just say you just say sentenced to death or executed or the death penalty. Yeah, but that's an state sanction. That's another way murder. to describe it. Yeah, but talk- I've not heard anybody say that. We have, and well, no, I've just said it. We're talking about William Sally, who was um, put to death in Georgia this week by lethal injection. Fun fact: his last meal was a medium pizza, and I like the restraint that he used in the <laughs> yeah. going for medium yeah. um, with sausage and pepperoni, chicken wings with buffalo sauce, and a large soda. Not an extra large, not a super. No, it's a large. He's not a pig. For a couple of things I want to say about that. Yeah. The article in which we read about this story. Yeah. Thought it brilliant. You talking about to... the stock photo of a pizza? No, no, oh. no, no, no. They thought it warranted. Yeah. To sort of estimate how many calories <laughs> that was. Like, like, <laughs> like it matters. Like there's any relevance at all. Like, His like he was cholesterol. Thinking, Ooh, watch out, watch me figure, guys. Yeah. yeah. So I'll only have a medium pizza, thank he you. He is going to have to spend three hours in the drink. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> Bothered. Uh, but also, I like reading about um, Love last it. meals Can and I just last say, words and stuff. I feel like it's important to say that he was sentenced to um, state-sanctioned murder. Yeah. Don't believe in a death penalty. Well, I believe in it because it exists, but I don't think it should be a thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Theories. For the, yeah. <laughs> I, hate people, I don't believe in high escapes. Well, they exist, so you're going to have to. Yeah, I don't believe um, in uh, theories. Well, they I don't, don't, I don't exist, believe so in abortion. Yeah. Definitely happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he was sentenced to death for the murder. I don't believe in sex before marriage. I do. No. Our listeners don't need to know that about us. Wow. Well. Um, We're not married. <laughs> well, exactly. So, that's the joke. I know. That's um, anyway, sentenced to death for the murder of his father-in-law. Carry on. Yeah. So that, and I was just saying that, that I, I really find it interesting, sort of reading about last meals, last words of people who've been got placed it. on death penalty. Find it so interesting. I find it really interesting the amount that are unrepentant. Yeah. And then the amount that like are. Like the ones on the, the, the final like, suck my dick! Yeah. Fuck off you bitches! All yeah. that nonsense. And then you get some people that like have prepared like a, a massive long speech sort of saying sorry for, for their crimes. Mm. And it's like, it doesn't really matter what you say at that point. Well, the, the thing is, yeah, because I always thought, I mean, I'm not going to kill anyone. Yeah. If I do though, and I mean to kill someone, yeah. I'm going to be spiteful to the bitter end. So oh, when that's the, horrible though, isn't it? Because you. Yeah, this is very... This is great. But then if you kill someone, you're pretty I mean, I'm, I'm going to gonna lose a few fans. Probably. My, my two fans yeah. here. But if you kill someone, you're a bit of a cunt anyway. Sorry, you're a bit of a... Oh, I said the Z word! I said the Z word! Oh, no! You're a bit of a shit. Anyway. A bit of a bleep. Yeah. Um, 
so I figure stay sadistic until the very end because you know sometimes their family come and watch you die yeah what are your last words oh it's brilliant or something yeah um but then I suppose it depends how religious you get in your last few years or days and that that's why they'd say sorry before they before they meet Jesus yeah Jesus and gold we're not religious by the way um I'm slightly religious she's not Buddhist but anyway Buddhist it's a different kind of religion the last thing we want to cover spiritual okay so the last thing we want to cover before we move on to this week's the four noble week truths scary... fuck off the delight limit <laughs> right this fella Ah, oh, Jacob Romali. Jacob Romali. I was going to make my story about him this week, um, and then I realised it was actually last week. So I thought, mm, okay. Oh, is this the guy I told you about? Got to play by the rules. No, this is the one I told you about. The fourteen. Yes, Oh no. Oh, oh you little bugger. Yeah. That's my current story. Oh, anyway. you got, oh sorry. You little bugger. Oh, um, Jacob Romali is a fourteen-year-old who killed his mother and his eight-year-old brother, um, and then tried to blame it on his dad. Um, his dad went to work, he shot them, called 911 and was all like, why didn't he kill me too? And basically Ooh, just blame it on his... Yeah. But I think, I think they realised pretty much straight away that he was bullshitting. His dad was at work. Um, the police say he probably would have killed his dad as well if he wasn't at work. He's wow. going to be tried as an adult, which I've got bad... You know, don't really like that idea. If you can't drive, if you can't buy a beer, like... How can he be an adult in one situation, not the other? I get that he's old enough to know right from wrong, but he's either an adult or he isn't. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. he's still a fucking shit. But, um, yeah, really interesting. Apparently he was... People are saying, if you've got a kid and you want your kid to have a best friend, that's the type of boy that you would want to hang around with your children. Um, Strange. But, yeah. He gone down fucked up. Rollin. Um Yeah. So that's sort of some of the news stories that have uh, caught our eye this week. Um, something else is the week in Scary. Cheryl Cole's pregnant. That's another news story. People in America don't give a shit about that. Um, they mean, love One Direction. People in the UK barely give a shit about that. They love One Direction. Yeah. She met him when he was a no, child. Dude. He was 14. And she was like 26 or something, something like that. 27, yeah. 25. I don't mind an age gap, but I find it a little bit weird when they met when he was a kid. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Cheryl Cole is not relevant to this in any way. Well, I find it scary. Or pertinent to any story that we have. So. I'm going to make her relevant to my next story. (laughs) She's the murderer. If it kills me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, you're covering the current story. Yes. But should we have an interlude first? Please, yes. Let's go. So, you're doing the uh, the weeks, this current crime? I am. You are. And it's a tale as old as time, featuring a job as old as time, and um, a behaviour as old as time. Ooh. And that job is prostitution, Ooh. and that behaviour is men killing women. Oh, okay. Just putting it out there. Um, right. Okay, so this week's um, case is about a man who's currently on trial, at Newport Crown Court. Um, Newport is in Wales. And Wales is in the UK. And it's just sort of to the left and up a bit of England, okay. is a good way to describe it. That's, yeah, that's accurate. Thank you. I don't actually know where Newport is in Wales, though, do you? No idea. Brilliant. So, his name is Peter Morgan. 
I don't know how old he is. <laughs> you don't know how old he is? <laughs> Starting Let's off just well. say, for the sake of this, he's 45. No, I think he's, he must be in his 50s, uh, but I don't know. He's a father of two, and he is on trial for murdering 25-year-old Georgina Simmons. Stop reading my notes, because I'm going to tell you this. Right. Who is a mum of one. Yeah. Um, and also charged with hiding the body on January the 12th, 2016, so earlier this year. Right. He denies murder, um, but pleads guilty to, to diminished responsibility. Right. Um, which is um, murdering someone, but sort of not being in the... F- not being of sound mind. Yeah. So he and his um, barristers arguing that he's got Asperger's. Right. So that's kind of a big... Which is a form of autism, obviously. Yeah. So that's a big a big part of this case. Yeah. Um, he is a millionaire many times over. Oh. But interestingly, what I found out today, he worked for his family business, which I don't know what, what it was, because for some reason I didn't look that up. Right. Sorry. Until he was 31, and he branched out on his own at 32, and he started up his property developing company sort of then. Right. Um, and he's worth £20 million. Pounds. So, obviously he was doing well before then. So we know he's older than 32. Nice, yeah. Yeah. But, um, from, you know, so what's that, 20 years to get to like 20 million? Like, he started a bit later in life. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Which is really interesting. Mm. Um, Anyway, so Georgina Simmons was a 25-year-old, like I said, mum of one, a five-year-old daughter, I think. Yeah. A pretty blonde girl. um, And they sort of had a a three-year relationship with what are these called again air quotes there we go um it wasn't like your traditional relationship it was like a relationship of convenience yeah i suppose um he got an iphone a few years ago and someone sort of taught him how to stop looking at my notes i'm not looking at notes i'm just looking in my notes and someone taught him how to use it and what apps and all this kind of stuff you could download. Right. And then from there, he ended up finding that he could pay for sex. <laughs> he could find prostitutes on his phone. Right. Um, so he had a history of using escorts, going to strip clubs, sort of the hedonisticy, sort of young girl, sex, body sort of thing. Apparently, he would travel to Spain and Holland. Oh, just, sort of just, sex, just European for... sex tourism, yeah. Oh. Um, he was actually married in April 2015. His marriage broke down after his wife Helen, who's 51, so I guess he must be sort of around that age. Um, Maybe. Not necessarily. Uh, yeah, I suppose it could be like Cheryl Cole and Liam Payne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after his wife. You did make it relevant in the story. Yes! Hey! Oh, yeah, I didn't even realise! <laughs> nice. Ah! Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well done. Uh, after his wife discovered that he was bringing escorts back to their marital house. Right. The marital home. Um, yeah. But obviously, marriage broke down in April 2015. If he's been in a sort of relationship with Georgina for three years, obviously, the yeah, relationship predates, predated yeah. the marriage breakdown. Um, so, he met Georgina, wanted her to be his exclusive woman. Right. So, paid her between seven and £10,000 a month to um, be exclusive to him. I'd be his woman for seven to ten thousand pounds a month. <laughs> yeah, I know. She also lived rent free in a bungalow that he owned. Yeah. Um, so she she was doing all right. Um, but there were some messages read out in court today actually, which I found interesting. Mm. Um, from her to him saying, yeah. Molly, 
who is another escort, right. has a client who gives her £3,000 a week and just bought her a house. Um, he's bought her an X62, which I'm guessing is a car. Car, yeah. I can't help getting gel. I like that she says gel. Um, which is short for jealous. Yeah. Apparently he replied to me like, don't be gel, you'll be better catered for in the long run. Um, she texts him later on saying, feeling down, need cheering up. Yeah. I don't want lots just to be treated. And don't forget to give me my dollar today. So it's very much like a, you know, you can't... An arrangement. Any illusions on what this relationship was. Yeah. I think he said, like, explicitly to the court, she didn't love me, I loved her. She was with me for money, but it it worked out. He's very brazen to be like that. I mean, I know he's getting something out of it as well, but, like... Oh, don't forget to give me my money today. I suppose, like, I suppose you can't cross the line, can you? If that's your line of work, you have to keep it. Yeah. Very much like that. But you know, mm. I mean, good for her. She was getting well, a dollar. Maybe well, not. Well, out, on. At, you know, <laughs> at the time, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm guessing before she moved in, he planted a listening device that looked like a socket adapter. Right in her house he would spend time listening apparently could phone it up or something and listen to what was going on fucking a few years ago he couldn't even use a bastard iphone look at him there he's <laughs> inspector gadget <laughs> well there you go um and he would spend up to two hours at a time listening to what yeah. she was saying on the phone this all started when he when he overheard her talking to someone um, about her plans to leave him right. after he signed over the deeds to that bungalow Ooh, and to go crap. back to London and continue escorting. So right. making money off the bungalow, making money from work. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I'm guessing, he just must have got into a bit of a rage. Yeah. He said that he wanted to frighten her, he didn't want to kill her. If she was scared, he would have stopped, all this kind of stuff. But basically, um, it's going to be a short one for me today, but basically, he drove to her place... Yeah. Um, with a kill kit. Right. Um, what was included in the kill kit? Do we know? Twine. Twine. Bin bags. Ooh. Something else. There were more things. I wrote <laughs> I more say, things. You're not, not going to do much with twine, twine and bin bags. <laughs> what, what was it with kill kit? A copy of FHM and a, <laughs> and a Big Mac. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I going to feed a Big Mac until she died. Dickhead. I mean, I'd yeah. take that. Yeah. Oh shit, I've listened stuff out. Anyway, I'll go back to it. Yeah. So he went to hers, um, strangled her with twine, uh, killed her, wrapped her up in bin bags, put her in the boot of his sports Turns car. Turns out he did only need twine and bin bags. <laughs> <laughs> Ate the Big Mac. Yeah. Um, and then attempted to hide her body um, behind a workshop at the farm he owned. Right. Why would you, why would you hide the body? Like, considering that the police would already find out that there's a connection between the two of them, yeah. why would you then hide the body on your property? Like, <laughs> that's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you. Yeah. His motivation for that. Um, yeah, but when he was caught, apparently he said, I don't want to go to court, I just want to plead guilty and get locked up. I don't want this to come out in court, because apparently yeah. she had also previously... Um, threatened him with sending his family and daughter pictures and videos of him with her right. with other prostitutes if he stopped giving her money. Um, right, so, so she sounds like, like a lovely girl. Yeah, I mean that's pretty shitty. Yeah. So there's a bit of blackmail going on. Um, apparently, her ex-partner committed suicide. She may have had bi- like issues with being bipolar and. Right she was grieving pretty heavily yeah sort of took it out on 
him, who yeah. I guess was closest to her really at that yeah. time. Um, and he thought he was being blamed for his suicide. Right. Um, yeah, at the same time, he was basically madly in love with her. He was divorcing his wife and he was ready just to give up 50% of his business. Right. So he could spend his time with Georgina. Wow. Like, just get rid of all the hassle, doesn't matter, wife, take what you want kind That's of thing. Crazy. Like, which if you're worth that kind of money, it's, it's a lot. Hmm. He described himself as a sugar daddy, so he was very comfortable and happy with that sort of... Yeah. ...playing that role, you know. Um, and I, I think that he... What was I going to say? I read some really interesting things about how he owned a castle, and he huh? would take her on, like, helicopter rides to and from his castle and all that kind wow. of stuff. Um, I actually think that's all I've got, which is a bit weird. No, it's not. Normally I've pad that out a bit more, but I just found it like a really interesting. Oh, yeah. So there's actually what do you call it? Dividing opinions on whether he has Asperger's or not. One um, expert is saying he took a few tests, which had a lot of symptoms. The other yeah. guy is saying literally no symptoms whatsoever. So that's going to be a tricky one for the jury to decide. Is it in court now? Is that why? It's yeah, week? literally right now. Right. Um, I think so. Today, we'll keep our eyes on this then. Um, and he is. I've got a feeling he's probably going to be... They're going to rule out that Asperger's thing and he's going to go yeah. for murder. Particularly because he just sort of said, yeah, I did it, when he was yeah. caught by police. Um, wow. And she's got a poor five-year-old daughter. That's the grimmest part of the story. Like, It's horrible when young children are left without a parent or parents because of mm. something like this. Yeah. And then, yeah, and now he's going away and he's got a daughter of his own yeah. and, a, and an ex-wife and... It's a pretty, it's a pretty tricky one, but um, yeah, what was going to happen though. to her daughter? Millionaire businessman, kills sex yeah. worker. Well, a story. story as old as time. Yeah. I'm sure it happens almost every day. Excellent. Excellent. Maybe not. Did you hear what he said? But shall we take it? So that was a short one for me, but I, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. Well, I so, did. Oh, I didn't really enjoy it. it no, in, in as much as I like. True crime stories, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what are we saying? Let's move on. Yep. Okay. Take a break? Yeah. Bah. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. So, we just had... Hello. Go on. Sing the rest of it. It's I'll... me. Oh, I thought you was doing Lionel Richie. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. I've been wondering... These years he'd like to meet. It's like Adele's in the room. Everything. Right. Well, you say that, but tangible link to Adele. Go on. Adele went to Brit school. Right. One of my dear friends went to Brit school. Okay, explain what Brit school is to people who don't know. Brit school um, in the UK is a school in London. It's like a stage school, um, but it's named the Brit school after the Brit Awards, which I'm guessing it's like the UK sort of like Grammy and TV awards sort of yeah. things um, and a lot of now famous people like Adele went to the Brit school I think Amy Winehouse went to the Brit school but I'm not 100% I think she did but it's free um, you just have to do a whole bunch of auditions to get in um, all that kind of stuff but basically a girl that I work with who's like a friend of mine went to the Brit school and I'd take the piss out of her all the time because I would go on, like, a fucking school trip to a pond to look at some tadpoles. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, I went to the music awards and I saw this celebrity doing this. Like, that's her school trip. Or, 
um, oh yes, Adele came in to give a speech at school, and I'd be like, well, we had some guy that was a. Yeah, we had a local once. policeman who said, yeah, yeah. "Don't talk to strangers." <laughs> yeah. No. I did dance three times a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did PE once. Yeah. A fortnight, probably. Yeah. It sounds like a great school, but yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So we've covered your current mm-hmm. crime. Um. So it's down to me to do ye oldie tale of murder. Um, yeah. Yes. And this week I'm going to cover a story. Okay, about a man called Richard Benjamin Speck. Yep. Now I'm not sure if that name will be familiar to you. Not Just at all. Just sort of. No. No. Like uh, you've not heard not that before. All. I had heard of this fellow before. I've heard um, of him before. And I'd read a little bit about him before, but I didn't know too much about him, yeah. um, basically. So, Richard Benjamin Speck, he was born on December the 6th, 1941. And he was a mass murderer from Chicago. A mass murderer? A You're mass... not normally interested in I'm not murderers. normally... Um, he was actually from... He was born in Illinois, in Kirkwood in Illinois. Um, Illinois. Illinois! But, yeah... Um, yeah, it was a Hang on, one thing we didn't cover this week, I'm so sorry to put in, and you're giving faces to me, but the Oakland fire. Go on. We didn't cover that this week. It was I think like we'll probably leave it now as well since we missed it out, haven't we? Or do you want to. Oh, I just thought we were going to talk about go it. Don't talk about it. No, it's fine. Why well, do you think it's dreadfully tragic? Go on. I don't, I don't know. Isn't anything like about the, it really? the current death rate is either 33 or 36? That's a fucking huge amount of people from one thing. Yeah. Um, basically, it was like um, a venue in Oakland, California. It was like an art space. Right. It was like where sort of, I think they part lived and like um, showcased their stuff and stuff. And stuff and stuff. Stuff and stuff. And they had um, a party. Yeah. A bit of a rave. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons why... Well, not a lot of reasons, but a lot of speculation what happened. Today I read something about a fridge being faulty, there being too much wood. Anyway, caught fire and it was a huge fire and people were trapped. I don't think there was, like... It didn't meet regulations. There wasn't right. ways to get out or, or anything. And it killed, like, 30-plus 30, like 30 people. Was, I don't know. That's huge. It's tragic. Anyway. It is tragic. Come on. I'm so sorry. I don't know what reminds me of that, but go ahead. Right. So I'll go back to the beginning. So uh, this week I'm going to cover uh, a man called Richard Benjamin Speck. Never heard of him. Oh, yeah, I've never read about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was born December the 6th, 1941. Hang on. Is he that mass murderer? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a mass murderer. Yeah. Um, so basically growing up... Uh, he, as I say, he was born in Kirkwood, Illinois, mm-hmm. into a, a large religious family. Um, he was actually the seventh of eight children. Okay. So, um, bit, mu- bit much. That is a lot Catholic? of children. Uh, I assume so, it doesn't say, but a I imagine... Mormon. Yeah. I don't know. But I think um, Catholic families tend to have quite large families, don't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine it's, it's probably that. Um, in November 1962... At the age of 20, well, 20, almost 21, uh, Speck married uh, Shirley Malone and had a, a daughter called Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lynn's very much a sort of... Oh, what? a trader trash name, then. <gasps> Don't say that. <laughs> American name. No. Uh, yeah. So they had a daughter called Bobby Lynn. Trader trash! <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the married bliss was somewhat short-lived um, because he, he was actually sent to jail for oh. uh, theft and check fraud. That would put a damper on your yeah, honeymoon. Yeah, in, in 1963. Um, turns out that, you know, obviously growing up, he had sort of like a penchant for a bit of violence. Um, and actually, he was arrested after being paroled in January 1965. Um, he was only out for four weeks before being arrested again for aggravated assault. Mm-hmm. And then he was jailed for 16 months and he only served six of those those months. Um, during this period, he had a tattoo on his arm. Don't we all? Called, well, called, well, called anything. It was, yeah. it read. Called a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. It read, born to raise hell. Oh, what a coincidence. I've got that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, a sentiment that his, his wife, Shirley, had experienced firsthand. Uh, so she filed for divorce in January 1966. Oh, uh, don't like that tattoo. Yeah. Um, he was arrested again for burglary and assault. And so he fled to Chicago uh, to seek shelter with his sister, Martha. Okay. I love that name. Now, for a short time, he had a job as a, as a carpenter. So he was oh. sort of living sort of the straight life. Trade. Um, but he was in trouble again not long after that. And uh, this is where his crimes tend to just just go a little bit further from anything that he's done before. Uh, <laughs> this is where he becomes an absolute wrong as opposed to, oh, he's a wrong Um So 65-year-old Virgil Harris was viciously raped and robbed in her own home on April the 2nd, 1966. And on April the 13th, a barmaid in his local tavern, Mary K. Pierce, was brutally beaten to death. Yet another episode in which you completely <laughs> downplay <Yeah>. the actions <laughs> of a madman. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, a little bit of a shit, this one. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so um, so she was, she was beaten to death. He managed to sort of deflect police questioning and escape once again. Um, but police actually discovered some of Harris's personal effects in his vacant hotel room that conclusively tie him to the attack. On Mary Kate. You're just Pitts. checking out my emails there, you cheeky bastard. Well, it came from the screen, didn't it? So, <laughs> um, he then went to work on a ship. <laughs> it's because it said from Tom. You're like, who's Tom? I, did, I didn't see it at all, oh. to be honest. It was um, from just an app. Anyway, I mean, you interrupted me again. Yeah, no. Is... Rape and murder, go ahead. Yeah, so he then found work on a ship um, and it began to seem like bodies turned up wherever Speck had been. Kawinky um, <laughs> dink. Indiana authorities wanted to interview Speck regarding uh, the murder of three girls who vanished on July the 2nd, 1966, and whose bodies were never found. Um, <clears throat> Michigan. Three girls, were they vanished at the same time, or is this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they all done, yeah, on July 2nd. Oh, okay. Um, Michigan. So they were friend, like, sort of together, is what we're I assume, at. yeah. Uh, Michigan authorities wanted to question him about the whereabouts, his whereabouts during the murder of four of the females aged between seven and 60. Wow. Um, as his ship had been in the vicinity at the time of the attacks um, but for some reason this guy will always tends to like escape from from any question and things like that um, but these these attacks led him to something that happened on the 13th of July 1966 so this is all in a very close period of time basically uh, he broke into a dormitory in Chicago um, oh very bondy it housed eight student nurses. Okay. So he broke into a house with eight student nurses in. Yeah. Um, some claims were that he had a gun. 
Others were just that he was armed only with a knife. Um, but the, the, the general consensus is now that he, he did have a gun at that time. So Speck rounded up the nurses and ordered them to empty their purses before he tied them all up. Nurses and purses. Okay. Um, now the eight nurses, aged between 19 and 24, uh, were bound, robbed, beaten, strangled and stabbed. Do that again. Bound, robbed, beaten, strangled and stabbed over the course of a few hours. Not as catchy as the BTK. No, the burbs. The burbs. <laughs> the burbs. <laughs> but yeah, so um, reports suggested that at least one of the eight girls was also raped. Um, oh. Now, one of the, the nurses, uh, and again, pronunciations as we know now, we're into like the sixth or seventh episode or whatever it is, are not our forte. Speak for yourself. But there was a, there was a, one of the nurses was called Corazon... A mural, a mural, something like that. Um, she actually managed to escape, wow. just simply because the number of like sort of victims that he had, it's did, it's deduced that he might have lost count and mm. wasn't really paying attention. But she managed to escape and hide under one of the beds in the dormitory. Okay. Um, she remained there, sort of terrified for hours and hours on end, uh, until he left. And then she finally summoned the courage to to seek help. So she climbed out of a window onto a window ledge. And started screaming for help and neighbours alerted the police. Yes. Um, when the police arrived, they obviously questioned Amaral uh, and she provided police with a detailed description of the attacker mm-hmm. and they also constructed... An... <laughs> Sorry, I like that you put bracket spec, just in case you forget. Don't look at my notes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they constructed uh, an identikit image which is obviously those like little things on like crime watch and stuff where they put like uh, they get an artist in I guess just to put images together. Um, Amaro also crucially remembered a distinctive tattoo. Yeah. That read "Born to Raise Hell." Whoa. And we know he's got a tattoo "Born to Raise Hell," don't Me? we? No, I really don't. By yeah. the way. Um, so with the image and the tattoo, it enabled the police to identify this suspect as Richard Speck, who obviously yeah has got previous. With the police. He's a little bugger. Um, a huge manhunt ensued, and Speck's image was actually splashed all over the front pages of the national newspapers. Wow. Um, he tried to commit suicide, Speck did, right. in, a hotel, in a hotel that was staying. tried to slit his wrists. Why um, that? Yeah, Jeez. so he tried to slit his wrists after this on, June the 19th, on July the 19th, sorry, so just over two weeks after the attacks on the nurses. Yeah. But he changed his mind, because obviously he was a pusser, he was a little pussy. And he changed his mind and actually sought help. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, and he was taken to the hospital. Did the hospital recognise him? The hospital identified him oh, by geez. his tattoo, called oh. the police, and he was taken into custody. Yeah, bloody hell. Now, whilst he's in custody, he actually needed surgery to repair severed arteries in his wrist where he tried to kill himself. And at the time, he was watched over by a dozen policemen... Jesus. To ensure that he couldn't escape like he had wow. done many, many times before and eluded the authorities. Bloody um, The trial for Speck began on April the 3rd, 1967. Yep. And the trial lasted 12 days. Oh. And all of the jury found Speck guilty of all eight murders. Wow. Um, he was sentenced to death. Which state-sanctioned murder. State-sanctioned murder. Thank you. Which we've already covered. But in 1972... 
Specs death sentence was actually changed to sentence. Fuck off, you cop. <laughs> Specs death sentence was changed to life imprisonment. Okay. Um, which is kind what, of a, what state is he? What uh, state is this? Or you don't know? Well, it was in Chicago, wasn't it? So yeah, is that where he was tried? Yeah, because so he murdered all over the place. So Chicago, he Illinois, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all of that was irrelevant, though. He changed his death penalty, whatever, because. Uh, he died of a heart attack in prison anyway. Oh, a little bugger, when? On December the 5th, 1991. So when was he put in prison? He was put in prison in... Uh, well, he was sent down in 1967. Right, so he's so he served, a fair yeah, whack a good few years in yeah. prison, but he died in prison of a heart attack December the 5th, 1991, a day before his 50th birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck him. And we had a big fucking cake sorted for him and everything. More for me. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty short one this week because that's, that's all I've got about. Oh, I've got Spare. something else to say, though. I mean, yeah, I've just got a couple of other things to say that I forgot about. Go on. I found a great website earlier on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone, you know that I love this, used to read Eyes for Lies blog. Yes. Eyes for Lies was like, oh, Tim Roth was in a programme called something. Can you Google it? Tim Roth. He was in a programme called something where basically he would tell people's like micro expressions he would just be able to tell if you were lying straight away which is tv program yeah 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 i think not a film no no it's a tv it's a tv series just loading Um, googles thank you um and this is what she would do she would look at people's micro expressions um and talk about if they were lying or not was it lie to me lie to me there we go so it's similar to that Anyway, she had a blog. Um, she had a whole bunch of cases. It was like mainly cases that were on like Forty Eight Hours Mystery, but it was like McCann's, Amanda Knox, all that kind of stuff. So when they were being questioned, she'd talk about what she saw on the telly, and then she'd follow it through through like the trial and stuff, and then you'd sort of see if she was right or wrong in accordance to what the jury said, I suppose. Right. Um, Anyway, she started working for the police, so she stopped doing her stuff publicly because she was getting paid for it, which, you know, you gotta make bank. Anyway. We all got them bills to pay. There we go. But I found a really great blog called, I think it's patbrownprofiling.blogspot, either .com or .co.uk, I think it's .com. Yeah. And this Pat Brown leader is a criminal profiler. Ooh. And she, I only found her because I googled Cherry Papini. And she did a really great post about her views on this case. Just to give her a shout out, it is patbrownprofiling.blogspot.com. Is that Thank what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought she might have been American. Um, anyway, her post, from what, I, from what I've read, her blog covers things in the news. Um, and then her opinion on it. But her opinion on like the Sherry Papini thing is related to similar situations she's worked and how... The, the motivations and the people have behaved so right. it's so interesting just from like um like a, a technical point of view yeah I just thought I'd share it because I only stumbled across it but it's literally going to be well, I mean, it's I always yeah I mean it's always good day. for uh, listeners that have got an interest in this to be All onto them, new things one think. yeah exactly and what's the second thing you've got to say two plane crashes have happened two plane crashes um, That's crazy. Ali's terrified of flying. Oh my god! Like really, oh really bad. Here. But can Strangely, I say? Oh god! You're terrified when you're on a plane. I'm terrified of planes crashing into our building. <laughs> I'm not right. bothered about flying. Like flying's fine for me. Growing up, I lived near a near an airport, 
So the sound of low flying planes is normal to me. And only now do I realize it's actually quite scary to other people. And the current apartment we live in is relatively close to a to an airport. Yeah. So we hear planes semi-frequently. Yeah. And every time we do, Dan will just shit his pants and die each time. I hate it. And I'm it. like, it's fine, it's a plane. I hate it. it it's, it's quite loud. It's very loud. It, it's, but, it's the, I think the sound of a low-flying plane is one of the scariest sounds on Earth. It is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. When it goes over the building, you're like, oh yeah. my fucking good night. I, I mean, I'd probably agree with you, but I'm just so used to it. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, horrible. Bad. But yeah, so I'm, I'm more scared when I'm off a plane than when I'm on one, which is weird. I hate... It's the... Te- right, it's a takeoff. I fucking hate everything. But you sort of go at like a normal speed and you're like, no, 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 I can cope, I can cope, I can cope. All of a sudden you go stupidly The boost fast. is gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You go boost... You go on that little like triangle bit, like the boost up. Yeah. And then you're like, no, this is shit. And then you look out the window and for like a couple of seconds you're like, no, I'm flying, I'm not flying, I'm off the ground, I'm not off the ground. You can't, your eyes can't tell. Yeah. And then you tell you're off the ground and then it just feels like you're like bouncing. Oh, I hate it. The only thing I, d- I dislike I about it. being on a plane is when it, you know, when it has to turn. Oh, I hate it. And it goes sort of on it. its side. No. That's, that's horrible. I, I... So I've been on a plane minimal times <laughs> because I don't like it. Mm. And last year it was my mum's 60th birthday. She's super into Scotland. So um, her she went to Scotland, but I live in a different city. So I flew from a different city to meet her in Edinburgh. So I flew on my own um, in a domestic plane. The, I mean, the plane journey was about 45 minutes. It looked like a tin can. It was tiny. It was utterly tiny. And it, we weren't in the air. It was, like, up and down. Like, yeah. it wasn't proper, like, cruising. Um, but there was a lot of turbulence. The plane looked a thousand years old. It, because we were so close to where we needed to be when we set off, it was just, like, very sharp turning. Yeah. It was... I spent the... <laughs> I spent the entire... I just remember being next to, like, a woman who's about 50, who's, like, on a business trip. She's like, are you okay, darling? And I just remember crying, being like, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. And it was just... Oh, the worst, the worst experience I've had on a plane was with you actually. <laughs> when we came back from Dominican Republic this year. What this this time? Yeah, when when um, I think what happened right <laughs> was it when you woke up screaming? Do you remember that? When you woke up, no, that was the year before. Oh. But that's because I'd fallen asleep just before we landed, <laughs> and it felt like the plane was going down. <laughs> However, no, the scariest thing, and you'll remember this, when I say it, you'll remember it, because you were fucking terrified as well. Right, is when we were coming back, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the pilot miscalculated oh, how low when, we needed yeah, to be. it was when we went down and up, down and up. Yeah. Yeah. We dropped like 5,000 feet in yeah. a matter of like two seconds. It felt as though the plane was just flying directly towards the floor. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. And he did that a couple of times because I think the twat miscalculated. I mean, he's a pilot. He's been through more. I don't think he miscalculated, but it did feel like... There were, yeah. I mean, I'm a bit panicky anyway. Yeah. I don't like things, but it did feel like we were nosediving. Yeah, it was horrible. So that's the worst experience I've had on a plane. That I... Oh... I quite... It's so frustrating because I quite like being up in the air. So, for example, the only time... Like, apart from going to Edinburgh... The only times I've flown have been from the UK to the Caribbean, which is like a, a whack of time. It's like eight hours plus. Mm. So I spent the first hour wanting to kill myself. 
and then you're like, oh, free films, yeah. vodka, I'm yeah. in the air, and it's fine. That I really enjoy. You forget like being you're in the air. Yeah. You forget that you're yeah. in the air until something happens where, like, um, maybe the plane just wobbles a little yeah. bit, or then you're like, oh shit, I am actually like 40,000 oh, feet. Oh, this look, right, this last flight, right, okay. So, our last holiday, we went to the Dominican Republic. We originally decided to go to Costa Rica, but we were concerned that it wouldn't be hot. Yeah, so we, we changed our flights and we originally booked like premium seats so we could have just some room and I could be a bit more calm. Anyway, we changed to the Dominican so our holiday was more expensive so we had to go for economy flights because we couldn't afford anything else. Um, but we could afford the extra sort of £10 for a bit more leg room. Yeah. Anyway, this leg room was right in front of like a fucking entry door. Yeah. Um, oh, which, by the way, is not comfortable. Don't take them. They are not comfortable no. seats. But the whole fucking flight was this fucking guy with his, like, granddaughter who was like, one, bless her, but whatever, always needing a piss. And they would just stand by these emergency exits, constantly, constantly leaning on the big fucking mental handle, which I guess is too hard to It's going to be well too hard for her to... But for somebody who has anxiety and hates flying, I spent nine hours certain I was about to die. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was disgusting. But like, even for me, who I'm not a bad flyer at all. Like, oh. I don't get scared really. <laughs> blip, blip, blip. Flying. But I thought, fucking move away from that door. Every and I had to like you know when you when you catch a baby in the eye and you're like fucker and then you catch the baby's like parent and you just smile like. <laughs> if that doing? baby and this is gonna lose me some fans or naught of them that I have anyway. If that baby would have got anywhere near to open that door, I would have kicked it. But the thing is, the worst thing about this family, not only that they're like. They let their baby do that. By yeah. the way, right, I was sat on the edge. Dan's in the middle, and to the right of him was another woman who was so terrified. terrified. Of crying, as soon as she got on the plane, she started crying. crying. Yeah. Um, this grandfather had a gym vest oh, on God. that showed his nipples off. One of those he really low so cut vests. He was like, pecs, pecs. He was about 60 odd, but he was in Which like, is fine. Was... Like, I love it. Yeah. Sh- you know, you've worked harder in the gym than I, but your baby's being stupid. Yeah. Get out of my face. Anyway, and he lent on the door a couple of times as well. And, I thought, and he must have been <gasps> about 17 or 18 stone. And I'm Hated pretty sure it. that's enough to open the door. And I wouldn't have hesitated to kick him at all. And, and I'm not 17 or 18 stone. And it's just annoying that I would have just flown out immediately. I wouldn't have even had a chance to, yeah. to grab on something. Anyway. Or call him a knob. I need the wig. Knob! Idiot. Anyway. Anyway. We're pretty much done. All we need is Woo-hoo. your facts. You're more likely to die erecting my Christmas tree than you are by digging up the remains of Richard Ramirez and having a tea party with him on his own grave. Don't have nightmares.